0: We are back, we are back for another very special edition of RTJ Run the Jewels Facebook Live Show vidcast podcast series. Uh, you just heard one of our theme intro songs, uh, by an artist known as Toby Nwigwe. Uh, he is out of Houston, H Town, Texas, uh, by way of Nigeria. Uh, if you have not uh, been tracking with us since 2019, uh, we definitely want to support positive music. And he has been literally taking the hip hop uh, world by storm. If you haven't heard of him, you definitely need to go on YouTube that brother. Uh, He's on the rise touring over the last um, year and a half, two years. And so uh, we're going to make it shine and let it shine this evening for the Run the Jewels uh, Facebook live show. Uh, We are this whole month of February. Shout out uh, to all of uh, the people of color for Black History Month, even though if you're Black, every day should be Black History Month, uh, but we, or every day should be Black History, uh, but we are touching on the theme for this whole month of February, bless up, bless up, bless up, uh, for all of the uh, Caribbean uh, natives or even uh, West African natives that especially is one of my special guests today. Uh, we're going to be uh, speaking this whole month on the subject matter, bless up, while we need to Um, know where our blessings come from, and also to give credit uh, to where credit is due, Uh, not the universe. He does have a name. His name is Elohim. His name is God, Abba Father, uh, for those who are his children. Uh, But we are uh, showing uh, this whole month of February the theme, Bless Up. And so tonight's uh, special episode, episode 97, is titled 33 Degrees of Deception, y'all. We're about to be diving deep tonight. Uh, with my very special guest, I'm about to bring him in. Uh, we appreciate y'all who are already tuning into the live stream and we just started up the watch party. And so we appreciate those uh, who are rocking with us. Uh, we're about to bring in my special guest for this evening, none other than Eugene uh, Dankwa. Uh, this is my Ghanaian brother right here that we gotta make sure uh, you all know he's representing uh, West Africa by way of the DMV. Uh, he he's a dynamic speaker uh he's an entrepreneur y'all uh he's actually uh, going to be teaming up and partnering with me for one of our smart jewels events in march uh this brother is a mover and a shaker i met him uh, last november at a wonderful uh conference uh, by his his lady his, his his lady his boo his boo thing lorena shout out to lorena giving me the plug for for her her mate, her her um her, her knight in shining arm his her knight in shining armor, her king. Shout out to Lorena, uh dots for a lot of us last year at the Truth Tour. Um we are or, I'm sorry, at um the Come Out Conference. I'm sorry. I, I got it mixed up, the come out conference. There's so many conferences that Gene has been at uh with myself and others, the come out conference that Lorena put together in Dallas, Texas. So shout out to you, Lorena. Uh, but uh, none other than Eugene Donkwa. Eugene, uh, for those that may not know you, King, can you introduce yourself to those that are tuning in this evening?
1: Yeah, well, uh, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm trying to match that intro that you just gave me. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Thank you for that. But yeah, no, um, I'm from West Africa, Ghana. Uh, parents were born and bred in West Africa. Came here just like I'm sure a lot of minorities are, just to give myself and my brother in our family, you know, like just a better lifestyle of living overall. Um, So I was born here, I think about at the age of three, I went to Ghana, uh, lived in Ghana for seven years, so I was able to go to school over there. Um, Just gained a little bit of wisdom, some knowledge on just how things moved um, in Ghana, you know. I think at the time, my parents' move was uh, based off of necessity and just trying to make sure you know they they knew exactly what they were doing you know because it was their first time having a having a child in the uh having a child abroad overall and times were really hard for them you know and we had this whole family where my brother and my sister and aunties uncles everybody were back was in Ghana. so they were like you know why not right take them back home unless you know let's do what we have to do level up and then once we got it we'll just we'll just bring them back
2: yeah um, yeah
1: um. Yeah, That. that's what happened, and growing through that, you know, obviously as a kid, you learn a lot, you see a lot, right, but then some things you can't really put into perspective until you get older, and then you look back at your childhood and you're like, whoa, a lot happened, right, so, um. yeah, that's just where I'm from, sorry not to even jump or rush into it, but
2: yeah.
0: Oh, oh, no. oh no, they got to hear your intro, man, because I know you have a powerful testimony, King. And so uh, for those that are just tuning in to either the live stream or the watch party, uh, we are here for episode 97 of RTJ, uh, 33 Degrees of Deception is the title of tonight's episode. This whole month, uh, we've been uh, titling the theme, Bless Up, Bless Up. Uh, and so we'll be having different Um, interviewees and guests that I bring onto the show for the rest of the month uh, to drop uh, some of their jewels on their testimonies and why uh, it is important to bless up and to also know where your source is coming from. Um, We are going to be diving into a lot of of, uh, hot topic um, discussion this evening for a subject uh, that I'm even excited to hear about. And so uh, we're going to, without further ado, uh, give Gene the, the floor to pray us in really quick. But if you do have questions uh, throughout tonight's segment, please list them in the comments section. Uh, we'll try our best to get to everyone's comments or even um, their questions that you may have for Gene, for um, my special guest this evening. Uh, but Gene, can you pray us in real quick, bro, before we get started? Sure thing.
1: Um, Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the life, we're grateful for the food, we're grateful for the shelter, the grace, the opportunities, the love, the family that you place around us each and every single day, Lord. Um, we love you, we adore you, God, and we pray that as we um, come together today to just discuss and to shed light and bring the, the true light of your word to the forefront of the world, Father God, that um, you protect us, Father Lord God, that you um, we come to you and we seek refuge, Lord, and we know that you're going to guard us, you're going to protect us, you're going to uh, lift us, you're going to strengthen us, Father God, to be able to do anything and everything that we've uh, planned and we've, we've uh, put in the forefront of our mind, Father Lord God, and that we would um, go exceedingly and abundantly above all, Father God, um, through you and through the power of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray with thanks you.
0: Amen. 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 So without without further ado, we're about to dive in uh, to tonight's episode officially. Uh, We do have sponsors uh, for each of our episodes for RTJ. So we'll give a shout out to our sponsor a little bit later on, because we want to leave enough time uh, for Q&A and discussion on this subject matter, 33 Degrees of Deception. Uh, For those that haven't heard of what uh, the topic is of tonight's segment, of dealing with 33 degrees, you will be well informed uh, after uh, tonight's episode. Uh, share this content uh, with someone that you feel may benefit from this information because you know we only uh, run jewels of wisdom and also are are deepening the higher conscious uh, with our, our series that we started last year. So we're talking about controversial subjects and definitely relevant subjects all throughout uh, 2020. And so without further ado, Eugene, the floor is yours, King.
1: Alright, awesome. Thank you. Um, so I think I think it's a little unfair to jump into the whole 33, right? Because uh yeah. with given a little bit of my background, uh don't worry guys, don't be too alarmed, right? The thing was, um, for me jumping in, it was very, very it was interesting for me to find to find my foot. Um originally I just I love I love learning new things. I love doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, So when I got introduced to Freemasonry, um, it had always been, it had been in my family overall, right? It had been in my family and unknowingly slash kind of knowingly, uh, they were just things I would overlook um, just growing up. So I had a buddy of mine actually that was still cool, um, but he got me into, he got me into Thinking about it and just looking into it. Um, And before I go any further, I didn't go. I actually, what happens is you have an apprenticeship, right? So you enter as an apprentice and then you go through some stages and become a master mason. Once you become a master mason, you go through everything else, Mm -hmm. you you know, from basically three to 33. uh, And those are considered master masons. I, I, I was at the beginning, <laughs> I was at the apprenticeship. Um, it was just something that the Lord definitely checked me and checked my heart and told me, listen, you're not going any further. So I will would, would share what I know based on my research and based on where I got uh, moving forward. So uh, with giving you some of the background of where I came from, um, I had family members that were involved in um, and just sororities and fraternities, things of that sort, you know? Um, And it just seemed like the the men in my family from a younger age were very limited. You know, they were, I I remember max five men, you know, and they were like 12 women Um, and they were all older. I was the youngest one. So it was just, of course, this is growing up in West Africa, Ghana, uh, specifically in Accra. Yeah, the, it's called um that area. So it was really, it was strange, you know, because I'm a kid and I don't know much about what's going on. I don't really know what I'm looking at. They were just a bunch of rituals and things that were being said, things that were done um, in the household. You know, we weren't able to go into certain parts of the house after certain times um, or even being able to come back into, the, into our living room after a certain time. So it was those kinds of things that I found rather odd um, just growing up overall. Mm. So um, fast forward, you know, I've always had a, a thirst for knowledge. I want to know what was what and where to go. And that that was it. That was the, the thing that kind of, I think overall gets anybody interested in whether it's Freemasonry or it's, uh, I'd say, any Greek-led organization, which you can probably speak more on um, than I could. But I know at least for Freemasonry and where I was going in um, Freemasonry, it was about seeking knowledge,
2: mm.
1: and, uh, seeking truth overall. So, uh, specifically, what I went into was Prince Hall Masonry. Um, or what I attempted to fully dive into is Prince Hall Freemasonry, and it was it was important for me to choose a Prince Hall Freemasonry because um, it was very black conscious. Mm. Yeah, it was it was very much so. Um, it wasn't unsaid, but it was kind of that. Listen, if you really want to go into this this is the way to go, this is the way to go. Stuff like right. that, from the research that I was asking, um, I was asking certain people about things of that sort. And it, I thought it was cool. At the time, I thought it was really cool. You know, just to be able to, just to be able to know that, hey, look, listen, race still plays a factor, even on this level, even when you're seeking truth or you know, you're seeking enlightenment. That was, that was what, it was kind of referred to at the beginning mm. uh, for me coming into it. It was really just that it was like, Whoa, race plays a big factor into this. Okay. Like it does, but it doesn't, but I can, let me just follow what I know. Right. right. Um, so I had certain members in my family, my family are also Freemasons.
2: Okay. Um,
1: I had certain women in my family that were uh, Eastern stars. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I was younger, so I didn't really recognize these things. But I would see little, you know, Freemason symbols here and there, some star symbols here and there, but I didn't know. So, like I said, a buddy of mine kind of got me into it. It took, him, it took him a little while, you know, he had to talk, he'd talk me into it like, hey, we'd have debates and conversations about stuff. So right. For me, it was just, well, I don't really have much to lose at the time. Right. That was my thought process. I don't have much to lose. I can gain, I'm only gonna gain from here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um I know those of us that are kind of coming out of that type of stuff, it's just like, Whew, yeah, little did you know at that time. Right. Like, yeah. But um I ended up going to an interest meeting. Uh and I I liked what they were speaking on. Uh in my in my search for knowledge, I also like I like to know about things that are um, tethered to the spiritual, like the physical to the spiritual realm, because uh, I knew, I had a Christian upbringing. So I knew based on the things that um, I saw growing up in the house that I was living in, that very much so the spiritual realm did exist. Mm. Uh, It was just something that was always in me. So I may not have spoken on some of those things or spoken on those topics, but um, just through dating, dating and like kind of talking to people, things of that sort, you start to realize more and more about yourself. Yeah. Some things I realized, ah, it's a little too deep. Let me just not go there. Next cool. time. Let me not say that. And then I found, oh whoa, this is this is different. Like right. everybody went through this. This isn't that normal. Um all right let me let me really back in and let me take my time and let me start to express it. Uh, so a couple of guys from the interest meeting came. Um, they spoke to me. They actually spoke to me at my house. Um, you know, we talked about it. We, I was still interested, you know, could kind of leave you on a on a cliffhanger. Like, there's knowledge. It's true. Yeah, is this what you want? Okay, cool. Well, you can come on in and you'll find out. Right. You know, but it was nothing ever really forced on you. Like, you, know, you have to jump on this. You have to do this. It's just kind of your own mindset. Titch you, in.
2: Mm.
1: So, in doing all this, right, um, in doing all this, I ended up going, um, ended up going to the lodge. So the lodge is like places that you, that's where you meet, that's where you're, uh, actually, I'm sorry, uh, I need to backtrack the um There was a Grand Lodge, so the Grand Lodge is like the, the major, like the major organization or I guess what you would call like, what would you guys call it what you guys would call it The chapter or something not your chapter really. yeah yeah okay so the grand lodge is what we call it and um that it was like in baltimore right so i would have to go to baltimore i went there actually went to the grand lodge just walked in told them hey listen this is what i'm interested in and hmm. said, yeah and then they referred me to um, like the it's it would be your lodge like what your home lodge would be which is closest to your house you know things of that sort. Um, so I ended up going to mine. Uh, at the time, I met with them. I spoke to them for a little bit. You need someone to vouch for you to get in. Um, so they might they might run you through like whatever, like whatever it may be. If they feel like you're not ready. They'll make you do a bunch of stuff. Some maybe some will, some won't. I mean, I don't necessarily know, but my my process wasn't that. My process was very simple. It was very okay. You're interested in coming in. All right, cool. Well, well, you know, I'll we'll go. We'll talk about it. We'll vote on it. If we bring you in, then we'll bring you in. And then once we bring you in, you'll have to, you know, you'll get interviewed. Things of that sort. So um, I waited for a while. Kind of followed up on some stuff. It was real cool. It was real simple. Um, the one thing that they told that they tell you overall is that no matter what family comes first. Mm. And that was really big. To me that was really big because it's like, oh, family comes first. This isn't bad. But you know, why do people look down on this? You know, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with it? Stuff like that. Um but I I was for it. So long as my family came first, I was all for it. Mm. So I waited, like I said, I had to interview two men came over to my house, you know. Um, They asked me just what I was looking for, what I was looking to gain out of it, you know, and one of the the things that you're told is you have to believe in a God. Mm. Yeah, You have to believe in a God uh, or you have to believe in a deity overall, but you can't just not be you you can't just be atheist or believe in nothing, you know, because it wouldn't necessarily work. Right. And at the time, I kind of understood that, you know, with just kind of my background, um, growing up where I grew up, things of that sort, I understood that. So I was like, okay, you know, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you want to believe in something? But I ended up, I ended up going to the lodge um, just to go visit it and see what it was, and I talked with a couple of guys, and everything was. Everything was smooth, right? But it was interesting to see how the lodge looked.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It was very interesting to see how it looked. Um, And it wasn't really, it wasn't really scary. You didn't think anything of it. You just kind of think, okay, this is kind of old school. You know, it's just, you think it's old school. So I left the lodge that day. I waited a couple of days and then you know, it came down to um, to the initiation. So mm-hmm. the thing is you get initiated and once you get initiated, then you go and you do classes, right? Um, and then once you do those classes, you get tested. And then once you get tested, you get to move up in uh, degrees as a Freemason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, uh, man, we were in there. I remember, and that's another thing, it happens so fast. That's, I mean, I don't know if you can speak to this, but that whole initiation process is quick. Mm. You know, it's quick and you're like, whoa, okay, what happened? But um, yeah, I mean, you come in, you go through the back, first of all. Well, even when we came in, we went through the back. Um, you kind of meet whoever your, um, your line winners are gonna be. They're called our uh, Cable Toes. Mm. So you kind of see who they're gonna be. You um, talk, you know. It's it's whatever it's gonna be, right? But everybody's kind of nervous because you don't nobody knows what to expect. So you're just kind of like, okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna I'm gonna gain knowledge. I'm gonna be, you know. So whatever. Um, and then they kind of have a couple people come in try to line you up, you know, just oh you gotta you're do this, you gonna do that, you gonna do this and that. Right. And then you get blindfolded. So we got blindfolded uh, when it came down to time and then we went into the room. Uh, and once we got into the room, it was, oh, man. That was the part that happened so fast. It's like you just, you kind of wait, and then you follow instructions. It kind of make you walk around in the room, and stuff like that. Um, you walk all around. And then eventually you kneel, you know, like you have to kneel, you have to get up, you have to walk around a little bit more. Um, And then once you, like once you kneel, you go before an altar. Mm. Yeah, and the altar is when you kind of, they they give all the vows and things of that sort, you know, um, what you're not gonna say, what you're not gonna do, what you swear yourself to, stuff like that. Um, And, it happened so once it happened you know your blindfold has kind of been taken off and you see what's happening and you're like whoa you know at first it's, it hits you it's like whoa this is like, right. this is a ritual you know what i mean like right. it's not it's not necessarily what you think well i can't speak for everybody but for me it wasn't necessarily what i thought it was
2: going to be like, mm.
1: it wasn't as cool as i thought it was going to be that was it for me Mm. It wasn't as cool as I thought it was gonna look. It looked, it felt and it looked dark, you know? And all I could think about in my head was if this is, if this is of Christ, right, this is of God, why do I need to, why do I need to be doing this? You know, like, why does it look like this overall?
2: Mm.
1: I've been to, I've been in church all my life. Um, I know people that have been in church, things of that sort. And even though maybe certain churches may not agree with other churches, they may not agree with, you know, um, the style or whatever it may be, there's still a common factor that most churches look the same. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Absolutely.
1: There's a, there's a standard. And I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't give me that. So went through it. Um, and then I went to a class. I went to one class after that night was over. Um, and after I went to the class, I just... You know, you learn, you learn stuff, you get like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention it. At the end of the first night, they give you like a little, you know, a little book
2: Mm -hmm.
1: to learn. Um, You have to memorize it overall. And I just remember I couldn't, my spirit couldn't bring me to memorizing it. Wow. Yeah, like I just, it didn't click, you know. At school, you know, you go to school, you feel like, okay, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, I'm learning this so I can get a good grade on this test. Things that seem very, very normal and straightforward, this didn't. Mm. Yeah, so in a nutshell, um, that was what happened after that one class. I never went back um, again. And to be fair, like, I was I was working – I used to work as a, as a dialysis tech, so I was working crazy hours, like crazy days, um, and I just couldn't make that extra commitment at that point. So I remember talking to some of the guys, like saying, hey, look, it's hard for me right now to just even get into this. When I come home, I'm tired. Last thing I want to do is read to memorize like right. a mini book. You know, I just want to go to bed, honestly. So we just kind of fell off from that. And um, I told them, hey, listen, I couldn't really, I just needed time to wait. Um, mm. And, I eventually moved. I moved from Maryland and I ended up in Atlanta. Get into this when I come home, I'm tired. Last thing I want to do is realize, memorize, like right. a mini book, you know, I just I told him. So I believe that's what the testimony for me um, kind of that was my experience with Freemasonry, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'd say a couple of months later I'm in Atlanta. I meet, um, I meet my girl, and she's doing this conference, right? So I'm like, okay, it's cool. We'll just, um, I'll just help her out with the conference. Right. She explains to me what it is, but I'm just like, hey, you know what, there's nothing really uh, super deep. Well, not super deep, but I figured I was gonna handle my side of stuff on my own. Right. You know, little did I know, and at that point in time, I had. Um, I forgot to mention from when I got I was getting involved with um, Freemasonry up until maybe right before I left I was really in a state of speaking to God and just asking God to reveal himself to me mm. you know so when I was doing these things I was thinking okay God, this kind of might be you this, you know, it feels right, it sounds right, you know, until the night, night of. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't right. This isn't, this isn't really God. Like, I don't know why I'm not feeling like I'm not drawn to it. I'm mm. drawn, as a matter of fact, in the opposite direction. Um And while I was here in Atlanta, you know, the Lord really started to reveal to me just a bunch of things that weren't him overall, you know. Um, you started putting me around the right people, so you get to the conference, and uh, you were the of course you at the conference. So while you're at the conference and everything is happening, there's a panel in the conference that's speaking on Greek life, mm. uh, you know, like just for, like fraternal fraternal organizations overall. Right. And, uh, I mean, you could speak to it, but Holy Spirit was just very present that day. You know, wow. uh, everybody was convicted. Uh, if you weren't convicted, you would share your testimony, you know. Mm. And it was really interesting to me because the turning point for me that made me speak on those things was literally when you guys had the panel. All the ex reeks had the panel. Um, I wasn't really on camera because Renner was shooting that day. Right. So I wasn't really on camera until that point that I got on the camera just to kind of fill in and kind of help. And um, as I was doing that, it literally just, it was like I was taken out of my body and I was being shown what it was. Like, okay, listen, this is something you want to do. You want to get into camera work, right? Mm. Camera work. You're doing something that brought you here. And then doing that, you know, this beautiful lady's right next to you. I put her in your life. Mm. But the people, like, what's ahead of you is this you know, um, which was you guys speaking on how you got out of those fraternal organizations and right. what they meant spiritually, Right. you know, um, and I just thought it was like, it was crazy poetic justice, you know, like I was sitting there, I was like, man, God, mm. you know, if you have the greatest sense of humor, I don't know who else does, you right. know, I'm like? I'm like, yo, this is the greatest poem ever. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I ended up leaving, and I spoke to one of the older guys, um, uh, Brett P. I spoke to him. Like, I sat outside with him, but I was speaking with him um, about, about things like that, and he was just like, whoa, hold on. This is what happened to you? Mm. And you're here? So then he starts putting in perspective to me or for me, like, look, this is no coincidence. This is, this is what it is. This is what happened. This is where the Lord is trying to get you, Like. Right? right and so he starts asking me questions about being out and all of that type of stuff and i'm like i mean no i'm not really like in my heart i'm out but i don't i didn't really follow back up with anything right and so through that you know i and then i spoke with you yeah so with you i connected with a few people. miss renee um miss renee was incredible you know she helped me through my um uh, through my renunciation prayers.
0: Shout out, shout out to uh to G Renee. Shout out yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Renee.
1: Yeah. Uh India. E B. Um, yes. India was incredible um throughout the process of helping me, you know, just coming to the truth tour. Your conference. You were you've been monumental, you know. Um, and then I really, really want to actually big
2: up um Shaheen. Um, he shout
0: yeah, shout out to Shahi. He's gonna be on next week. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. have <laughs> Generals on next week. Mm-hmm. You know, um
1: you guys kind of just got me through that. Of course, I can't forget Lorena, you know. Um, she was probably the the backbone of just getting me through getting me through it overall. You know, some of the things I didn't want to speak about, I would kind of find myself speaking on it and just hearing her speak about um, her coming out of Greek life also kind of helped put some things in perspective for me mm. and I just took steps man and overall in a super nutshell right <laughs> uh that's been my testimony
0: about. oh no we definitely we definitely uh gonna dive, dive deeper man but we appreciate you sharing i know the introductory uh piece of tonight's uh interview for those that are just uh tracking with us i'm um, here uh, with my brethren, uh, definitely uh, a king in his own right, uh, Eugene Dankwa. Uh He's of uh, Ghanaian descent, so shout out to all of the West Africans because we take uh, this show global and connecting uh, the motherland all the way here to the U.S. or the Caribbean, Europe, wherever you may be tuning in from. Uh, but we're talking about the subject, 33 Degrees of Deception. Uh, my guest uh, this evening just finished sharing his introductory testimony and how uh, God was dealing with him specifically and being a Prince Hall Freemason. And uh, he was sharing on some of the the um, the tugs and convictions that God gave him in reference to uh, not be affiliated with being a Prince Hall Freemason. And so uh, we definitely gonna be getting into Q&A uh, right now, uh, but we do appreciate Eugene for being uh, direct, for being open, and also uh, open uh, and honest towards your situation and how uh, God has been dealing with you uh, with certain things. And so we're just putting some of the shout outs. We appreciate you. Uh, Lorena said, go baby. Yes, we appreciate that. Yes, Amadi said yes. Blessings to uh, Renee in India and also Aquaba." So you said, absolutely. Uh, we definitely gonna be representing for for Ghana this evening. So for those that do have questions, we're gonna get into it. Uh, We'll do our best to answer as many as we can, but I know uh, starting off, Gene, you and I did talk about the connection points uh, between uh, the organization fraternity I used to be affiliated with, which was Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, And you heard exactly uh, from doing your own research that five or six, give or take of the seven uh, jewels, which were the founders of Alpha were all Prince Hall Freemasons and actually uh, took uh, the original uh, status of pledging into, um, not pledging, but starting the fraternity at Cornell West, uh, Cornell University in in New York, uh, December 4th, 1906. So, when it comes to the connection points of being able to do the oaths and the traditions what were some of the specific ones that stood out to you i know you talked about um um kneeling i know you talked about a lot of a lot of things in reference to things that did not sit well with your spirit like what specifically whether it was through the first initiation or after that uh did did not uh, sit well with you
1: yeah um I think the most, one of the most um, important things that stuck out to me, truthfully, well, there were two things. The first thing was uh, there's um, there's a point where you know you're you're pierced or you're you're pierced over your heart, right? Um, but you're blindfolded when you're pierced, so I guess whatever you're being pierced with is supposed to represent a knife, right? Mm. Um, and I couldn't. I really couldn't see, because I said you were blindfolded, so I didn't know whether it was a knife or it was a pin, or, you know, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. But
2: mm.
1: it's not that you're really pricked and you bleed, but it's just the symbolization of that. And you feel like a little pinch, you know, you feel it. Um, that's why I said it was a pin. actually. Mm. It felt like a pinch, so it wasn't anything that was, that pierced you, that was supposed to represent that. Um, and. Something is said about, you know, kind of giving your like giving yourself to uh giving yourself to that or standing for it and standing by it till to the end of your days. You know what I mean? Truthfully speaking. Um or like, you know, you put your heart and your life on not speaking on these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I didn't realize. What I didn't realize in the moment was that that at that point in time, that became a blood. That's a blood covenant.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: And that's well, when it's happening. You're not really aware, you're not aware. You might be, but it's not. It doesn't sink in as deep as you think it it is. or It should. Mm. Um, and you just kind of you're thinking, oh, this is all a part of this process. So this process is going to get me to the next stage, the next level. It's
0: and fine. Before, and before, before you dive into that real quick, bro, like explain, like, what is the blood covenant just for those people that may not know what what a covenant is that may not be believers? Like right. explain a little bit about that piece just for a second.
1: OK, well, um a Covenant overall is an agreement between you and somebody else. Right. Overall. Um, and so you had a blood covenant in the middle of that. And it's like it's. Whatever you're agreeing to, is concealed in blood,
2: hmm.
1: you know, and um, that's not necessary. Like it, it becomes bad, it becomes a bad thing. Generally, it's not a good thing, right? Because you don't want to you don't want to give somebody that covenant if if they can't take your word for it. You don't need to be even dealing with that person or whatever that thing is you know, um, overall. But if it goes any deeper, it goes any further, those types of things, it gets dark. Mm. It's it very dark because now you're not just dealing with people. It's not just between you and a person, right? There might be a lot of history behind that. There might be principalities that are pushing those people to to uh, uh, organize that kind of a thing or, you know, uh, principalities controlling or possessing uh people to make those vows come to life.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, and your blood adding to that is just one hindering you, right? Like, right. Like persecuting yourself essentially, um into into that will. But then two, just you know, um making that your God. That's mm. now your God. That's now your everything. That's your source. So mm. you know that I don't know if that answered your question, but for me, that was what made things very uh, awkward and very just
0: unchristlike. Yeah, no, that's 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 keeping it that's keeping it all the way 100, and like you said, and taking a blood covenant or any oath uh, for those people who are believers. Um, do you think that that is something when you are taking covenant to another organization or an occult? Um that, that is something that God is pleased uh, with, or what's your thoughts on that when it comes to oaths
2: and mm-hmm.
0: and rituals that you are taking uh before an organization or particularly an idol?
1: Right. Okay. Um so there might there might be people that agree or some people that disagree with me. Uh if it does, y'all watching, don't let my Christian scorecard go down. I'm just speaking, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. Um for me, you know, it's not that, it's not that um, oaths and these types of things weren't being done, rituals weren't being done, you know, uh, in the Old Testament. They were, you know what I mean? Like all these sacrifices and all these things, like they were they were rituals that God ordained, you know what I mean? So um, it's not that, it's not that those things at the time were bad, it became bad because once God obviously sent his his child into the world and said everything else before this has to end, that was where it should have just ended, you mm. know. Um and that was what that was what kind of brought my attention to um that was what brought my attention to kind of get myself out of Freemasonry, right? Mm. And in Freemasonry, I can say that even though you know it's kind of the overshadow is where it's Christian, right? There's a Bible present, even when you're given the vows and things of that sort. They take things from the Bible. Um, Jesus Christ wasn't wasn't a a factor. You know? mm-hmm. Christ isn't really mentioned. Um, and for all believers, for the most part, if you are a believer and you know that you're a believer, you know that the root of your the root of your foundation is in Christ. Christ mm. right? is like the, the fundamental of being a believer and truly um, accepting the Lord as your uh, personal Savior. Mm. So, um, when those kind of elements are missing and you see that it's not rooted in Christ, then you're kind of like, oh, okay, um, something is off here. So it's either somebody doesn't know, like they, they don't know because they haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, or they're just neglecting the fact that Christ is the true light of the world, mm. which is the other point of uh, Freemasonry. Right. Uh, you know. So to answer your question, I believe now knowing and accepting Christ as my Lord and personal Savior, uh, it's definitely wrong. It's definitely wrong. You know, right. Nothing, nothing about it. Uh, nothing about it. Even. Even uh, remotely gets close to that, and I'm sorry. Really quickly, I know that non-believers or s- people that are skeptical, or whatever, might say, "Well, you know, you give communion, and every you know the people that give communion every first of a month, the wine or the whatever is supposed to represent the blood of Christ, because he said that the last supper, right?"
2: Right. Um,
1: and when people say that to me, what I kind of just what I resort to is, "Yeah, he gave his blood." you didn't have to spill any of your blood. So when you go into these kinds of um, these kinds of blood covenants, you mm. have to shed your blood,
2: mm.
1: you know? You have to shed it and you have to give yourself to get something back, mm-hmm. you know? And in following Christ, Christ said, you don't even have to do that. All I need is your word, you know what I mean? I'm gonna give you my blood, but all I need is your word and your faith. That's what? it. And that was what stood that
0: was just spoke volumes to me. Mm. And stay and stay with that point right there too, King. Because I want I want you to break down uh, for for people, especially that are so obsessed with enlightenment and also basically the light. Uh, you you heard my my testimony when we first sat down and chopped mm-hmm. it up. Uh, that that the organization I used to be affiliated with, Alpha Phi Alpha, um, they of course were the first um, uh, Greek letter, Black Greek letter, MPHC organization. Um, that literally uh, started the trend uh, for all the other sororities and fraternities that are black uh, that went to that went to um, that went to basically start their own um, organizations that it prides itself on being the light of the world and the light is really encrafted in everything that alpha men or even aspirants that are looking to pledge to be alpha uh, really uh, stems from so speak towards. Because I know the connection when we talked uh, has come from Freemasonry, but for those that may have missed that that memo or may have missed that class, uh, like mm-hmm. towards like what is uh, receiving enlightenment uh, as being a Freemason? And also like, why is it important to uh, have like enlightenment with 360 degrees?
1: Got you. Okay, so truth be told, um, I couldn't 100% tell you what, mm-hmm. Uh, enlightenment as a freemason and what that light um does for you and where that light takes you goes because i never became a master mason nor did i rise up in the ranks of um of going through the degrees right of oh, course cool. what i what i can tell you is that based on in freemasonry especially in that um particular uh that particular ceremony coming into freemasonry you know, they uh, talk about light a lot. You mm. know, enlightenment is another word for light, which all in all wraps itself up in the idea of knowledge. You're gonna gain knowledge, you're gonna gain the knowledge of the world or whatever the case may be, right? Um and it's not it's not really specific, like it's not specifically told to you that this is what you're gonna get. You're kinda just you kind of infer it as you go. They kinda reel you in to kind of get you to see, well, you want truth? Okay, well, if you're looking for truth, you're on the right path, mm. right? That kind of, is that kind of thing. Um, and it ties back into believing, that light ties back into believing in a deity in a or believing in a God, which is the point of, which is kind of the first things they ask you before,
2: they, mm. uh,
1: they get you, before you come in, right? It's, do you believe in a God or a God, or, you know, something like that? Um, and it's just they. I believe that they want you to believe in something because that's something that something represents a certain light, right? Mm-hmm. And that light leads to the. Road, I would say the road <laughs> of destruction, right?
0: The the wide the wide and and uh and and big and big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right,
0: not the you straight, narrow path, right,
1: right, exactly. Um, you know, and I wrote this down Christian scorecard, please don't go down, I'm, I'm still that, right, but um, just uh, even in my uh, my my actual letter of renunciation, uh, and going through that. Um, I spent some time also doing some research, and I mean it says in First John six verse nine, right? It says uh, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that for me was very 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 profound because in the book of John, in First John, right, it talks about. Um, like the first openings, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it just talks about the fact that, you know, light, um, the true light is life, right? And that true light of life is is Christ. It says that, and it specifically says the truth, not, uh, and the light, not mm. a light or a certain light, right? So in saying that, and that was another thing in Freemason, they talk a lot about illumination, right?
0: Absolutely. Being um, illuminated.
1: It'd be illuminated, exactly. And that just led me to know there are false lights. Like it's not just one light, you know. Um, there's not just one light in the scope of you looking at it from a worldly view,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Um, and I can I can even take it a step further to say, even reading um gospel of John, you know, it does play onto the fact that there are more than there's more than one light but the true light you know the true light which is life is through the, the fathers through the sons through christ you know um, and, so, and
0: so i don't want to put words in your mouth uh bro but are you saying that you feel that there are counterfeit counterfeit um uh counterfeit gods counterfeit uh idols or counterfeit christ uh that are walking absolutely. that are walking around
2: absolutely
0: Okay. I just wanted to make sure I want to, I want to lead you. I know you're an educated king. Okay.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, so that does mean that just because something uses scripture or that someone uses scripture, that, that does not mean that they're following the principles and also the foundations of Jesus Christ, correct?
2: Correct. Okay.
0: Correct. Got you. Got you. Correct. We're going we're gonna to dive into a quick question and then we're going to come back to that because I want you I want you to give a little bit more. We're giving them some baby food tonight because we definitely gotta have a part okay. two on this. This is just right. the foundation of this uh, episode, so we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Ask some questions. I see, I see everybody is quiet in the com- in the comments thread tonight. I know we're talking about some deep stuff, some deep right. subjects. Right. I know, I know y'all know some Eastern stars or some Freemasons uh, that are in your family's camp and your friend circles. So don't be shy. You can ask some questions. We're gonna try to get to it. Uh, but Ahmadi said, uh, uh, Jeans, he said, do you think the lack of knowledge of God's word assisted such organizations such as Freemason uh, to manipulate Christians to believe they are doing nothing wrong since they use scripture in these rituals? And uh, how do you feel Freemason utilized this manipulation to draw people into the organization?
1: Okay. Um, I think I'm still trying to understand the second question that um, she posed about um scripture is she asking uh do i believe that it's wrong that scripture is used to manipulate um, um the, we,
0: we can stay I, yeah we can stay with that and then Amadi co- comment in the comment section if if we didn't uh answer the question fully but yeah let's start with that do you feel that scripture is manipulated uh to draw people into freemasonry
1: yeah um i think Honestly speaking, I think that um, everything is manipulated overall. You know, everything that we, excuse me, everything that we um, are living in in this world and living through is uh, manipulated. Whether time, uh, people over time did it, or people with an agenda to corrupt did it, or uh, people did it for um, for interpretational reasons. You know, I think it's all manipulated, right? And um, more so, I believe I genuinely believe that it is a double-sided thing, but there are um, um, the saying of "there's something for everyone" is very true. You know, it's a really, really real thing. If you're if you're in a certain place of your life where you're looking for something, or you know your um, your capacity of knowledge is based on a, a certain region or a certain culture. You're not gonna know what anything else has, anything else out there might be, or how it plays into what you're, uh, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish. So I do believe that um, scripture is manipulated. I do believe that. Again, I can only speculate as far as Freemasonry goes because I didn't rise up the ranks in it to be able to tell you, yes, this is this and this is that. But based off of what I've seen and what I know alone, I can tell you that what what Scripture in the New Testament says and what (laughs) – this is the thing, right? There's a Masonic Bible. Mm -hmm. There's a Masonic Bible. But then other people, other Masons or other people that lied for – what the cause
0: is say, say, that, say, that, say that part one more time g just just for those that may have missed it in the back of the room what type of bible
1: there's a masonic bible
0: okay i just wanted to make sure because there's, there's a different version of the true bible right they call it the masonic bible right
2: yes okay, yes I, that's I, true.
0: Back, yes. I just want to make sure they heard you in the back of the room okay, mm-hmm. okay.
2: Mm-hmm. That is true. there's a
1: there's, there's a masonic bible. um and I haven't I haven't read the Masonic Bible. I know that there's a Masonic Bible because when you come into uh, when you come into the initiation, like when you're blindfolded or whatever, like when it's taken off, when you're standing in front of the altar, because there's an altar. Mm-hmm. Once you're standing, seated in front of the altar or knelt, should I say, in front of the altar, the Bible is open. That Bible is open, and there are candles around it.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. That so, sounds, sounds familiar. That sounds definitely familiar to to Alpha's process. So right, we we, we right. made right. some connection points since since we have the connection now.
1: Right, right, right. So um, I can say the same way there's, or somebody can say, the same way there's a Masonic Bible. Well, there's a King James version. There's yeah. I mean, they they'll try to use it um every way possible. But I can. Specifically, speaks to the fact that I haven't read that Masonic Bible, so I I don't even know what all the scriptures are. But I can say that even in that that little booklet that you get, yeah, um, there are verses. You know, there are verses that you have to kind of that take that's taken from the Bible.
0: Yeah, and you got to question it, just like you said. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it's like whoa, well, okay, you know. But yes, to answer the question, I do believe that there are scripture and that there's scripture that's manipulated.
0: Absolutely and let's go into uh into into your booze question. She said uh was pride something that you personally had to deal with in denouncing Freemasonry G? like what was pride a factor just as it does um sometimes factor with most men uh in coming into organizations or or groups like this.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Um definitely. Uh actually I'll be very transparent. Um one of the I think one of the important things to me, and it does play heavily into pride, right? But one of the most important things to me is and was um, a certain level of loyalty, right? Because it's like, of course, you're going to receive the backlash of whatever these organizations um, are saying to say, right? But for me, it was just kind of uh, the relationship that I had with um, my boy coming into it, the one that kind of got me into it was just kind of like I know it's something that he writes for. Right. And so for me, um, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's like I'm, I'm speaking on these things and it might be something that he's, he suffers or he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I, I don't want to ruin this type of a friendship, I have to understand and I have to recognize the fact that you know, walking this walk, um, this walk of faith, walking with Christ, you're gonna, you're gonna lose some of those things, you know, you're gonna lose some of those friendships, you're gonna, it's gonna get hard, you know? Um, And persecution does come with that. So it's something I still kind of struggle with, you know, uh, honestly speaking, going through it. But um, I don't think it was, I think maybe that part of it was pride, but essentially it wasn't necessarily me coming from a prideful place
0: yeah and i could, i could say uh even for myself and other other brothers that are either in frats or even that are uh in um freemasonry that, that yeah they do they do sometimes struggle with that because uh, literally they're attached to these covenants that they made with their line brothers uh with the organization itself uh sometimes it could be embarrassing and admitting that you may have overlooked something or made a mistake even and so I do feel that even, even from you being uh, still in your in your twenties and other older brothers in their forties and fifties and sixties, been doing this thing since since uh, before Christ was here on this earth. Like they, they may, they may feel a certain type of way uh, if yeah, they, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They may feel yeah. a type of way if they have to admit that they were wrong because we know how how some of the old heads don't want to admit that they're wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but they still married though. But we ain't gonna talk about that on this episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I hear that. We did have another question from um, Asante, Asante uh, asked, have you looked at any good side of being in Freemasonry uh, besides the bad? Um, so have you, have you looked at any basically upside? And Asante, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to uh, misinterpret uh, the question. But uh, was there any good side of being in Freemason uh, besides the bad? I see. What's up? Um,
1: that's a good question. You know what the thing was? It's hard to, it's hard to look at it in retrospect that way. Now it's hard to answer that question that way now because going into it, I was looking forward to the connections I would make in the networks that would, um, that would potentially, you know, um, help my career, uh, you know, or just help my personal life, right? But then. The thing is, once you once you get out of that mindset of uh, let me not even say once you get out of that mindset, but I want to say once you actually have an encounter with Christ, it's it's hard for you to turn like you can't. It's hard for you to look back into those kinds of of things because one, you want to be as far away removed as you possibly can from it just offer of those just offer of the spiritual ties. That's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Two, but two, it's like it's it's that's actually a really, really good question. You know, um
0: and it's a real it's a real question that we all has, we all have. It,
1: it is a real question. You know, I can compare parts of it to a relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Parts of it.
1: Not to a relationship, you know what I mean. So it's like when you get into a relationship, you see all the good things that you want and that you see initially in the person that you're with, and um, you have to put in time. Right. And once you realize, once you realize, oh, listen, this this isn't it. Like once you actually see, based on the experience that you have with the person and outside, and you start to see other people have had. Um, Other people can share similar and can testify to similar um, situations that they've been in with people like that. Not with the same person, but obviously with people like that, you start to see that, oh, okay. well, there's a different way of doing this. There's a different way of handling that. Right. That's not that. And then you kind of just you kind of just see the bigger picture. You're like, oh, well, I guess there were some things in there, but that's I'm past that now. And I can't go back into that. Going back into that can only hurt me. Mm. Um, on one side, on the other side, the reason I couldn't compare it quite to a relationship is because, at the end of the day, the the vows and some of the things that you're speaking on in Freemasonry are not things that you can see. You can't physically see how this would affect you, right? All you can see are the relationships that um, that you have based on people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but outside of that, there's not that much that you could. That personally, I looked at and saw and said,
2: okay, this was the upside to it. That was the upside to it. That's
0: yeah. a really good question. Yeah, that's a good question. And if y'all have any any final questions, keep them coming. Uh, we're gonna just uh, ask about a few more before we get ready to end tonight's session because this is gonna be a part two after today because uh, this is a very popular subject. I've not heard. Uh, any uh, uh masons or even any ex masons or eastern stars speak on this subject uh you see videos on youtube all the time with ex fraternity and sorority members uh, that speak on their testimonies but i've never come across uh this this uh pink flamingo or or pink zebra uh, or, or
2: <laughs>
0: another another anomaly such as uh the brother Eugene Agua, uh, who uh, we are interviewing tonight so that has the courage and the boldness to speak on his testimony on what god dealt with him on this subject and so um we definitely uh want to get any final questions in that you have for this evening but a quick shout out thanks to all of those who if you are enjoying the content that we've been uh rocking this whole evening and then also all throughout 2019 uh with the rtj series uh, there's still time Uh, to donate to this ministry. Uh, This is not, this is not a business. This is a ministry uh, that we are doing with all of the guests and all of the interviewees that we have to share their passion, their subject on here uh, every week. uh, Faithfully, Uh, we've been doing this thing since February, 2019. So there's still time to give, but we do appreciate those who have already given to our PayPal, uh, which you can see in the comment section, or you can cash app us at uh, Dollar Sign Smart Jewels. And so uh, we do appreciate those who have already given. And uh, if you feel led to give with the free content that Brother Gene, King Gene is dropping on y'all tonight, uh, definitely it will be in good soil that you will be giving to. Uh, We definitely uh, make sure that we take care of our our jewels uh, that watch every single week with workshops that we do here in Atlanta, classes. Uh, RTJ is just one of the platforms that we operate off of. Uh, but it will be put back into the business and also to bless others with the jewels that we provide. And so, uh, Gene, before we get ready to close out with your uh, final jewel of the evening, um, talk to us a little bit about degrees, because that is something that people hear about uh, from the outside. uh, But even though, like you said, uh, you didn't ascend uh, to the higher degrees, um, like I know when we talked i ain't gonna speak for you but like i know there were certain degrees that were a little bit questionable so you chose not to continue on on um climbing that ladder basically uh but what what are the degrees uh how do they flow with y'all's process and being and you don't have to explain all of the in index piece but just b- break down for people that don't know what are the degrees and how are they used as a as a member right
1: um so based on where I was, I could say that once you receive your, you know, you receive the booklet, or whatever it is that you get, you have to memorize it, you know? Once you memorize it, you have to then, uh, I guess there's another, like, there's another ceremony or another, you know, like um, initiation or, you know, whatever it may be to go to the next level. And uh, you, you get there, you have to be able to say all of it um, based on whatever they do. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't there uh, on that next level, but, you know, you, you have to recite what you saw or what mm. you read um, and just be able, to be able to do it without hesitation, anything of that sort, um, and then they would do whatever it is that they do and in, in my general knowledge and my general understanding that's what it consists of. The thing is each time you get you get a book it gets more it's it thicker there's more you know there's more to learn there's more to memorize um, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure maybe there's certain things that you would have to do. Um, I could say for me when I was uh when I was doing my renunciation prayer shout out to Ms. A. I had to do them for my family, right? Because you want to break off those generational curses. Mm. So uh, I had family members that ascended to the thirty third degree. Wow. Yeah.
0: Um, and just, just really quick before you continue with that, there is more than thirty three degrees, correct?
1: I don't. I don't think so. I don't okay. know. Like honest. I honest. I couldn't tell you. If I, like I don't.
0: Know. Million dollar question. We're gonna come back with that answer on part two.
1: <laughs> when you find out, <laughs> let me know too. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I had to do it for the rest of my family. So, just reading, reading the renunciation prayers, uh-huh. and seeing the things that some things were ritualistic. You know what I mean? Like, and it's hard. It's kind of hard to explain. You probably know, but what usually what's being said um, during the ritual is what you're doing, right? Or even if you're not doing that, you're doing a representation of it. Mm. You know. So. Things like, oh man, it's crazy. Like I saw things that uh, in reading it that was like, you know, drinking out of a skull.
0: Right, right. That's what I hear about too. Like skull and bones type stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, like just reading, reading that renunciation prayer going back to me was, it was crazy because again, I don't know, right? I don't know anything about those levels, but just reading that and seeing that and knowing what I went through coming, just even coming in on an apprentice level. Right. You know, that type of stuff, it's I can imagine how dark it is, you know. So
0: and is so- it so is it godly? Is it godly? Did, did you see God in the in the midst of the degrees that you were Did you were in? Did you see Christ? I did not. Okay.
1: I did not. I, I can honestly say that even after the fact, I felt a little lost. Mm. You know, I felt a little lost because what it does is it puts you in a mindset of questioning. You know, and um, I don't personally, I believe that we all have questions. We're all going to have questions. We're all going to have things that we want answered, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I genuinely believe that if you have questions. You go you go to Christ and you go to the Lord about it. And. Through that, the Lord will make sure those questions are answered, because if he doesn't answer you directly through your dream or through whatever the case may be, he'll put somebody in your life or he'll, he'll give you that testimony and show you just how, how he wants you to know and how he wants you to interpret that question that you asked, he will answer to the T.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and it's all in the scripture, you know what I mean? like. It's all in scripture. Any question that you might possibly have for God, he tells you everything you need to know in scripture mm. and nothing more past than what you don't need to know.
0: That's real. That's real, bro. And we had a quick question that came in. I know, I know um, uh, your boo had one more question, but we're going to come back to that last, but Eddie, before we said uh, throughout the process, did you at any time have to uh, renounce your faith? Uh, so, did you at any time like have to renounce uh, your faith for being a believer in Jesus Christ, or were there things that were questionable in having you renounce your faith before the rituals, or oaths, or traditions?
1: Right. Yeah. Um. At the time, that's a good question too. At the time, I was I was actually um developing a relationship with Christ. I was trying to develop a relationship with Christ like really, really constantly. And I was really seeking. And, um, and so I believe that because, honestly, I believe that some of it had to do with ego.
2: Mm. And
1: um, my ego didn't allow me to truly sit down and hear um, the voice of the Lord, or hear what he was trying to say to me. You know, and um, actually I, I heard this and uh, one of Pastor Stephen Chandler uh, of Destiny Church, um, the senior pastor over there, he said something about there are three voices you hear. Um, it's the Lord's voice, the enemy's voice, and your ego, like your stuff. Huh. And um, I think that just in my in my search for knowledge, I thought I knew it. I thought like, oh, I know it. I'm trying to I'm trying to go get it. I got to find out. I'm gonna find out. I'm on top of this. And in doing that. I was led down the wrong path because, you know, I wasn't listening. So um, I felt like I didn't renounce my faith, but I compromised a bit of my faith without, without even knowing that I did it. Mm. Um, and once I started to, once I really started to actually sit down and be still and listen and allow the Lord to work in my life, that was when i really i got oh okay cool whoa that's not that's not it but he checks you right so christ <laughs> definitely checked me um and told me not to go back
2: mm.
1: i didn't go back
0: that's what's up bro and then finally just real quick before we close out in a second we appreciate y'all asking questions this is definitely an open forum uh but uh, Lorena asks, with presidents, um, this is something that is a hot topic too, uh, did they disclose like, who were infamous or famous uh, Freemasons uh, outside of like some of the presidents that we always hear rumors about that some of the earlier presidents had, had pledged into Freemasonry?
1: Not to my knowledge. I mean, maybe if I got a little higher, I would have probably found out. Right. But I genuinely... It doesn't really operate like that, you know. Um, it's kind of it's kind of a thing. One, there's so many. First of all, there's so many Freemasons. So many, like so many. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't even really understand. Right? There's a lot, you know. And um, you might, depending on your lodge, okay, your chapter, whatever the case may be, right? Uh, depending on where your lodge is and how often you go, wherever the case may be, you know you might see, you might see somebody famous or somebody this or somebody that, but no, it's not really spoken on. Mm. Yeah, it's not really spoken on. Nobody's, yeah, yeah, nobody's name is really mentioned, at least where I was going.
0: Right? And that's a major, that's a major thing that a lot of people always are saying. Uh, so we we appreciate Lorena asking that because, because yeah, there's there's tons of information out there on the web, but also. Uh, There's tons of people uh, that have uh, got into even higher degrees that certain information is only um, exposed to. So uh, that is something that's always a question mark on who was a Freemason. They even say some famous pastors uh, were were Freemasons even when they parted uh, ways with this earth. So it's always a question mark. Uh, But as we get ready to uh, have your final jewel, bro, because we talked about a lot of subjects uh, this evening uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to our official sponsor uh, for tonight's episode 97. Uh, he's actually one of my clients. Uh, he They say he has some bomb um, barbecue sauce, some hot sauce that he he operates mm-hmm. out of Atlanta. Uh, he makes it fresh uh, for any events or any occasions. It's called Slap Someone Sauce by my, one of my clients, mm-hmm. Kip Lon Taylor. Uh, I'm, I'm a vegan, so I told him I can't taste it unless he comes out. Uh, with some vegan friendly sauce. But
2: all
0: all the other folks that i talk talked to say, uh, it definitely makes you want to slap someone. So we just want to give a shout out to our official sponsor, um, Slap Someone Sauce by Kiplin Taylor. Uh, He has an IG. If you're here in the local area of Atlanta, uh, he's definitely at different festivals uh, here in the city, uh, but definitely go. And if you're looking for some authentic uh, sauce for your cuisine, uh, we want to make sure we give a shout out to Kipling Taylor. Slap someone's sauce. Slap someone. uh, but um, Gene, as we get ready to close out, bro, mm-hmm. uh, think about all the subjects we've talked about. I know this is just foundational uh, that we laid the groundwork for uh, the generals uh, who we're going to be on with next week. And then we definitely want you to come back with a uh, part two on this. Like, what is the one final jewel that you would leave with someone that may be watching uh they may have a relative uh that is in freemasonry or eastern star they may even be connected to it themselves based off of their parents or their um their grandparents uh, that have been connected to these organizations and they are believers like what would you say uh, as a final jewel of what what they they need to do or even yeah. be aware of after today
1: yeah um I think the most important thing everybody has to recognize and you have to understand um, whether you're, you have family attached to it or not, uh, maybe even if you're just considering, is just simply to know. It's good and well to go to have fun, you know, do whatever it is that you want to do with your life, but understand that, you know, there, there's very much a spiritual world and it really does exist, you know. Don't think that because you can't see it, it's not there. Don't think that because it it doesn't affect you um, as far as you can see it, as far as you can throw it, um, that you, you can't be affected and your descendants and people that come after you and your lineage can't and won't be affected. You know, um, A lot of these organizations, whether the people in charge, the people that are um, following rank, uh, know it or not. You know there are these organizations are working, and they're doing the the um, they're doing the groundwork for a lot of these things that happen in the realm of spirit. Um, it's very, 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 very important that you check your you check your hearts, you check your souls, and you make sure that you know if you don't know if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You don't have to believe in Christ. Honestly, I would say you have to believe in Christ, because you don't even have to believe in Christ. Just before you get yourself involved in any of these types of organizations, make sure you know the background of where these organizations come from and what they stand for. Because a lot of what they stand for is going to be rooted in, in your spirit, the soul, the heart of what it is. So just make sure you know where all these things are coming from and what spiritually it does to you. And then move we'll accordingly to that
0: absolutely that's a that's a great final jewel uh for for the people the jewels that are watching uh gee um, but my final jewel would just be uh the time for making excuses uh this year in two thousand and twenty is over uh I've talked to so many men uh in reference to the ego the pride the fear uh of being able to hear from God directly and still choose to not obey God, especially when it comes to this particular spiritual matter based off of their cousin, their grandfather, their uncle, uh, even some of their siblings that are attached to these organizations or cult groups. Uh, But if God is is literally going to take your life tomorrow or even tonight, you're going to have to answer for you having that seed that has already been planted or that seed that has already been watered. And you knowing that there are some questionable things with the fraternity, sorority, or even the organization or cult that you may be attached to. There's no possible way that you can get out when it comes down to it with your judgment. And God is, is literally standing before you and asking you like, why you chose to, to still be affiliated with something that the Holy Spirit has checked you on. Uh, I I, I don't even know know if you're gonna get in or not. That's not for myself or Gene or anybody to judge, but there are some things and spiritual matters that we try to play with or patty cake with as my sister Jadine says, but when it comes down to it, it's either you know or you better ask somebody because you will be held accountable even for some of the things you do not know because we are adults, we are adulting. So 2020, it's definitely the year of no excuses. I got family members that's attached to these organizations. I got friends. I got loved ones. I pray for them daily. I talk to them. I consult them. Uh, but they're going to have to stand before God by themselves. I ain't going to be there. Gene ain't going to be there. Your wife is not going to be there. Your brother or your dad, your mom, your granddaddy, your grandma, they're not going to be there. You're going to have to stand before God and report out why you chose to not go the way that he was pulling you to go, and why you chose to stay involved with something that he said, get out, come out from among them. And so we appreciate y'all tuning in for tonight's special edition, episode 97. G, it's been a pleasure having you for 33 Degrees of Deception. I know Asansi did say that because this is a secret subject, uh, were you afraid on talking about this? But I know from talking to you that Uh, You are you are bold and courageous. Uh, There are a lot of people that do stay silent about some of these subjects. So kudos to you, King, like I always tell you uh, for laying the groundwork to actually share information that people think are secret. But that is on the Internet. They even have documentaries on Netflix, books that are out there that people have written on this subject. So it's not secret. This information is out in the open It's whether just you're willing to go and get it. And so, uh, Gene, I'm going to say a quick prayer over you in a second, bro. But if they have any questions uh, or if they have any follow-up comments for you, bro, if, if they want to talk to you offline, like, how can they get in touch with you, man? How can they reach out to you?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on social media. Uh, my Instagram, funny enough, is actually uh, Midtown Poppy. So M-I-D-T-O-W-N-E-P-A-P-I. Um, email it's also cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, Facebook, I'm here on Facebook. Uh, it's my name, Eugene Donkwa. Uh, emails also Eugene Donkwa, first name, last name, and then the number 12 at gmail.com. So E-U-G-E-N-E-D-A-N-K-W-A, 12 at gmail.com. So facebook and yeah you reach
0: out to me yeah and i put all the comment in the comments thread different ways they can reach out to you because i'm sure people because they they didn't want to ask some of the questions that they may have been sitting on they may want to reach out to you uh um literally offline because uh they they may um not be wanting to put themselves out there to ask these questions but we do appreciate you bro in uh speaking up and speaking out because you and i both know uh, a lot of the ladies, uh, a lot of the queens, they speak out on controversial subjects like this. And as I always say, uh, when the queens speak out, they move the earth and they also um, move the, the, tra- the trajectory of the, the trajectory of the earth. But when the kings speak out, they open up the heavens. And a lot of kings, uh, just as as what Asante wa- was alluding to, are afraid to speak on certain subjects because their pride, their ego or uh, just literally their disobedience is in the way. And so we got to we got to uh, literally come to grips with that. We're going to be continuing this subject next week on another segment uh, offline from RTJ. But we definitely want to cover you in prayer, bro, uh, because we do know this is a spiritual matter. Whether people believe or don't believe they going by the end of 2020, have to choose a side because it's about to be some things brewing. As you and I always talk about, uh, definitely uh, make sure that. You are tuning in we're going to be talking about a lot of controversial subjects and also uh, uplifting and positive subjects that you just need to be prepared with also uh definitely uh boo boo just wanted to make sure we give you a shameless plug for your photography and in and, and film production business so we definitely got to give you a plug g for he's a pro- he's a producer of uh upcoming director y'all he's doing some major moves based out of atlanta now so if, uh, he's actually going to be working with myself um, on a, a event that's coming up in March, which we're going to drop the link in the comment section. Uh, but he's a he's a dynamic uh, filmographer, photographer and director. Y'all, he's not just a, a, a person that is just behind the camera. This man directs. He has short films uh, that he's about to birth out of him this season. Uh, but if you are in the ATL, uh, because we are uh, based out of ATL, uh, we do have a photo shoot event that uh, is coming up that we're both collaborating on. Uh, so definitely if you need your fresh, your fresh space, uh for 2020 going into the summer or the spring, I know my birthday is coming up soon. So it's about to be a birthday turn up. Uh, but if you need your professional uh, website photo, your LinkedIn profile, or even just, if you just want to come out and get some pictures so you can show off and look good for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. For Valentine's Day coming up for any other special events, uh, click the Eventbrite link that I dropped in the comments thread. And we do have an event coming up at the beginning of March uh, to get your professional headshots for entrepreneurs, young professionals, or even uh, just those who are just trying to have some fresh pictures uh, for going into summer in the spring. Uh, Definitely. We'd love to have you and also network with you. Uh, but, Gene, I'm going to say a quick prayer over you, bro, because I know we out of time. Uh want to make sure you're able to enjoy the rest of your evening, King. Okay.
2: All right,
0: Father God, I just want to thank you uh, first and foremost uh, for King Gene uh, just coming on here and just uh, being just courageous and bold and, and not being afraid and fearful uh, as many uh, of the men and also even uh, some of some of uh, the women that uh, are literally attached to some of these organizations that uh you've already questioned them you've already convicted them you've already tugged at their heart uh but gene he actually had the courage and the boldness to speak out on this and to be transparent about where he's at even with the process that you have him on right now and so we thank you lord for his obedience first and foremost Uh, we thank you for uh your your guidance holy spirit Uh, We thank you for even his support system, even for uh, Lorena, his girlfriend and other family members and friends uh, that you've attached to him to support him uh, in this new journey that you have him on for 2020. Uh, We pray that you will bless him uh, beyond his wildest measures, just from his obedience and stepping up and speaking out on these controversial subjects and making a decision, most importantly, uh, to live for you. Uh, We thank you, Lord. Uh, We pray uh, that you will cover him with your hedge of protection from any naysayers, uh, from any uh, attacks or from any um, any, just any beef or people that may try to just rise up just from him speaking the truth that you have given him to speak. Lord, Uh, we we pray against that and we bind and rebuke uh, any of those attacks that may come by air, land or water. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, King, you know we're going to be in touch, man. We got to have you on for round two. So it's already it's already signed, sealed, and delivered. For those that were tuning in, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Gene, you know we'll be in touch tomorrow, King, and uh, I appreciate you dropping the jewels tonight, bro. No, thank you
1: for having me. I appreciate
0: it. All right, man. We'll talk soon, man. Yes, sir. All right, peace. Have
1: a good one.
0: All right, y'all, I'm going to do a quick wrap-up. Uh, for the Jewels for Thought. We, we titled this something new. Uh, jewels for Thought for the, the wrap up this evening. We, we, we going deep this year, y'all. This is the first person I've ever had on uh, the segment for RTJ since we started in February last year that really was dropping some heavy jewels on, y'all. This is a subject that you may have heard about, uh, but a lot of people are not talking about. And so we want to make sure that you are having a foundational level uh, to understand uh, what really is Freemasonry and where does it come from? Where is its origin? I and mean, we're gonna be diving deeper into this subject uh, throughout this year and also the connection that it has to uh, NPHC Greek uh, letter organizations, whether you're in a fraternity or sorority, uh, you may not have heard or may not have made the connection, uh, but there is a connection to Freemasonry and uh, Jean was just able to connect the dots for you and also those that may have been even catching the replay tonight. And so the jewels for thought is uh, just make sure you are doing your research, y'all. There's so much information out here on the World Wide Web uh, that a lot of people are either afraid to look at or afraid to dig up the the bones or the skeletons to look on their own and do their own research. Uh, But there's tons of information out there that you can access. It's not just hush-hush like it was years ago uh, when the web And Google had not blown up and even YouTube uh, the way that it has been. And so make sure, again, that you are taking the time if you are going to join an organization or whether you are already in an organization to still do your research. Because if you are watching tonight's episode, uh, again, you will be held accountable for the information that you heard. Uh, You can't say that you didn't that you didn't uh, hear this information, not from myself. Or even not from Gene, but from the Holy Spirit, God, or Christ that led you uh, to watch tonight's episode. And so, shout out again to Gene Dankwa um, by way of Ghana, West Africa, uh, and speaking up and speaking out and being bold and courageous on talking about 33 degrees of deception. I just dropped the link uh, in the comment section because uh, we are an enterprise, Smart Jews Enterprises. Uh, We do operate uh, solely uh, out of Atlanta, but we are global uh, with our our workshops, our resources, and also our ministry. And so if you are seeking financial peace uh, or debt freedom for 2020, uh, we do have signups for upcoming uh, spring Financial Peace University classes. And so if you are interested in taking this class remote, uh, you can take it from your home or from whatever state or country that you are in. All you need to have access to uh, is the internet and also uh, have access to uh, a tablet, uh, laptop, or cell phone device. And then you could literally uh, be taking uh, our nine-week class for FPU, Financial Peace University. Uh, I'm a firm believer that you have to get out of debt uh, to really be able to live the life that God wants you to live and not owe any man or woman a thing. And so if you are interested in starting off this year doing something different, and not playing around with debt but rather crushing and eliminating debt uh, definitely click on the link so you can sign up uh, for our upcoming spring uh, uh remote online classes and shout out to those who are even uh jewels already uh tuning into rtj that are also in financial peace university with dave ramsey's uh program Uh, It's an excellent program. I got out of debt recently last year, paid off all of my student loans from Hampton University. Shout out to the real H.U. and also uh, Kennesaw State University where I went. And so it can be done. Y'all don't let people uh, psych you up and thinking that you can't pay off debt and that you have to die with debt. Uh, That is totally untrue uh, because there's many people that are out there doing it and that are out there living debt free. And so uh, there's still time finally to also donate. Thank you to those who have given to our movement for Run The Jewels, RTJ, you are our bright shining jewels. Uh, There's still time to donate via our PayPal link that I also dropped in the comments thread or via cash app, feel free to give at dollar sign, um, smart jewels, J-E-W-E-L-Z. If you are feeling led to, to donate and to sow into our ministry Uh, because you are getting this information for free uh, just for now, Uh, but we do have workshops and also classes and additional resources that we provide uh, that are not for free. And so uh, we will be launching courses and also uh, professional development classes uh, in the month of March coming up and at the end of February. And we do a ton of events throughout the year. And so if you're looking to get a return on your investment, uh, this is good soil to sow into and you will definitely get a return on your investment for RTJ. And so shout out to our, our guest Jean Donqua again for being on tonight's segment. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Uh, we're going to be having uh, another special guest that has already been on the show uh, to talk about her testimony uh, in reference to a very controversial subject. And so the theme for this month of February is bless up, bless up, bless up. And so you need to make sure that you are counting your blessings shining like the bright diamond jewel that you've been created to be and make sure you are being the light for someone else that is trapped in darkness because you are called to be the light even in the pit of darkness that you may be in or your friends, family, or your your relatives may be stuck in. And so be the light for somebody, shine like the jewel you've been created to be uh, because someone needs your light. I'm your host King Jules, Julian Smart Ripple. Until we meet again, be safe out there. Share this video content with somebody you know that needs to hear this information. And y'all stay blessed. Peace.